So for us, I mean, right out of the gate, we put ourselves back on their level. It's not acting like I'm a 34-year-old woman compared to this 13-year-old girl. We're on the same level. I just have a few more experiences in the can that she does. So respecting them as if they are a human being, just like I am, as opposed to pacifying them and treating them like they're not. I think that's all they really want is to be treated like humans. And honestly, once you can get a crack, a minor crack in that shell, you can blow that whole thing open. If you've got a couple relatable points, if you're kind of funny and can tell a joke and can literally crack a smile on a kid's face, You are more apt to get in there and have real conversations with them about what they're feeling, why they're feeling that way, what they're ultimately scared of, and then help them break those fears down step by step. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. So there's a lot of things I know and a lot of things I don't. And today is a topic that I don't know much about because I am not a parent. Today I have the co-founders of Girls Mentorship, Jill and Mary joining me because the number one question I get asked if people aren't asking about themselves is how do I help my kids grow their self-confidence, grow their self-trust, grow their self-worth? So if you are a parent, you have a child, especially a younger child, let's say under the age of 20 years old, and you want to know how to help your children become the most confident, self-loving, self-trusting humans ever, then you 100% need to pay attention to today's episode. You're going to get so much out of it. And even as a non-parent, I enjoy this episode so, so much. So please tag us. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Be sure to share it with another parent who needs to hear it. Okay, y'all, I feel totally outside of my comfort zone having this chat, but it is something that absolutely 100% needs to be talked about because almost every single one of you have something that I don't, and that is a child. And you are always asking me, how do we help our kids build confidence and self-worth and self-trust and all of the fun things? And I thought, well, then why don't I bring in the experts? So today I am bringing in Mary and Jill, who are the co-founders of Girls Mentorship. And ladies, I'm so excited to have you. Christina, it is a pleasure, which I feel like is all ours. Thanks for having us. I know. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to have this conversation today. Girls, I feel like we should have had this conversation forever and a minute ago. And who knows, (laughs) this might... 
we might even have to have it again because I don't know how much we're going to be able to fit in an hour. But every single parent, I'm sure, goes through this at a time or two because every parent wants to do the best for their children. And yet it's so hard, right? Like I remember being a kid, obviously, right? And having all of the the self-confidence and self-trust issues and self-worth issues and all the things. But before we dive into like how to help our kids, I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves. Tell me a little bit about, you know, obviously the business and who you are as individuals and we'll go from there. Oh man, loaded question. Where do we start? (laughs) Um, How long do we have, Christina? So Jill and I met through a company, I mean, you're Canadian. So Lululemon, Jill was my hiring manager at a Lululemon here stateside in Arizona. Um, And at the time I owned a CrossFit gym, which was a lot of fun and not super lucrative. So I needed to supplement my income with something I felt would be lucrative, which was a solid collection of stretchy pants. And they are an incredible company with personal growth and development. So I was dabbling in my own personal growth and development mixed with a little bit of Lululemon and their spin on it. And out popped this friendship between my hiring manager and at the time I was a part-time seasonal employee um, because I was busy running my own job. Uh, Jill decided that she wanted to leave Lululemon and pursue, pursue entrepreneurship in kind of the same way that Lulu taught it. Personal growth and development was integral to the growth of their business. But when you leave a team, you're just by yourself, it can get a little lonely. So she called me in and we really kind of walked the path of figuring out what our purpose was, why we were here, why we kept hitting ceilings, why we kept running directly into walls together. This whole personal growth and development journey really sprouted for us. Um, And it hit ahead in 2020. I think a lot of things really kind of either culminated or broke down in 2020, depending on what side of the line you were on. And Girls Mentorship was born over a couple bottles of champagne in quarantine <laughs> because the Like any great idea. Like, like I mean, my idea. God, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think the conversation really stemmed like, okay, we've learned so much about ourselves. We've held the mirror up to ourselves time and time and time again. We've put ourselves in the fire. We've spent the money, the energy, to, to learn more about what's blocking us, what would we have done with these skills when we were 12? How about 16? What about 22? Like we would have been able to get out of our own way a little bit faster or pick ourselves up from those pitfalls a little sooner had we understood how to apply these concepts that we are so ingrained in now. So instead of just saying what would have happened, what could have been, we said, is the Instagram handle available? <laughs> what about the WWW? And they what both were we mentor girls. Yeah. And we went on this journey of going on GoDaddy and seeing that the domain was available and Instagram had it. We were like, is this our God sign? Does this mean that, oh, do we pursue this a little bit more? And sure enough, we were like, what do we have to lose? Let's do this. Let's do this thing. Oh, that's so good. It all started with champagne and a Google. Champagne and a Google. <laughs> and then and then when IG said it was available, we knew it was a sign. Isn't that so funny how happened? <laughs> because that's dead serious true. Like, had it both been taken, you'd been like, oh, maybe it's not our sign. But the <laughs> I guess we'll move on. Oh, totally. thank you, Lord. That's yes. fine. No, I love that. Because you know how many people just today, just today, one of my clients said to me, 
man, I really wish I would have started this about 10, 15 years ago. Thank you, Christina. And we were talking about something and, you know, it was just like an aha moment for him. And he's like, man, I wish I would have started this 10, 15 years ago. And that's what every single person says, no matter whether you start at 40, 20, 60, whatever, it's like, wish you would have learned it earlier. And yet I feel like it is so hard. Like, and let's just dive into it because this is like a perfect question I wanted to ask y'all. So the other day, and and obviously I'm pulling in like a really hard question right off the gate, right off the gate. But, you know, the other day I was going for a walk in my neighborhood. I'm on the 75 hard thing right now and I'm walking every day and there was kids on a golf cart. They're hanging off the golf cart or whatever. And I remember me being this kid. I grew up on a golf, on a golf course. It wasn't in a bougie subdivision hanging off a golf course, <laughs> off a golf cart, but you know, these kids are hanging off this golf cart. and you know, now that I'm older, I want to like yell at them and be like, kids, this is not thing. you know, like the bullshit that like, I would have like looked at a person my age and been like, F off old lady. <laughs> How do you teach children? Like, this is something that every parent, like, how do you instill this in these young girls? Like, how do you teach certain things to young people when I, I remember myself, like if my parents said it, chances are I wanted to do the exact opposite. Like it was almost like, and do you know the reason why I stopped hanging out the golf cart? Because I feel like a traumatic experience happened when I was younger, a kid fell off the golf cart and became paralyzed when I was, I was probably maybe eight or nine years old, but the kid fell off and the golf cart fell on him and he was paralyzed. So that to me was like, listen, you don't hang off the golf cart, but like, how do you teach kids? How do you do this? Every parent wants to know. So I know I'm throwing a hard question at you right in the beginning, but I would love to know. Well, you nailed, (laughs) you nailed it when you said, um, if someone were to yell at you at your younger self, you would have probably done the classic eye roll. Like, ah, I know everything. I know what I'm doing. And that's exactly what kids still do nowadays. We forget as adults that kids, especially in that adolescent phase, that season of life, that they're discovering who they are and they're much higher to take risks and and put themselves out there because they're around friends they're wanting to fit in so sometimes honestly we just have to remember in those moments that we are panicked like ah, that is unsafe behavior you can fall off and kill yourself we have to remember that they are in that moment they're discovering themselves they're discovering exhilaration and adrenaline and can I, can I maybe cross the line just a little bit more to see how far I can push the boundaries? And then they learn from those experiences. So first and foremost, we have to understand that kids are in discovery mode in that adolescent years, which comes with like, it's scary. You have to understand, okay, there are healthy consequences and there are unhealthy consequences. So how can you teach your kids the difference between the two? What's safe? What's not safe? Because they don't have the vocabulary. What they have right now is seeing what's happening around them and following suit. So as a parent, your job is to help them discover language and vocabulary so that they can align their actions with words. And is it always going to be the result that we want as parents? Not always, because we have to sometimes learn the the hard way. We have to touch the stove to learn that it's hot sometimes, that we're going to get burned. But the more that you can talk to them, the more that you can help them have 
um, those unspoken rules that all of a sudden we as parents, and I'm a parent, and I, I remind myself this all the time, I can't expect my kids to know if I haven't told them or taught them. So at some point, we let go of their hand when they cross the street. And then all of a sudden, we're like, you didn't look both ways. And it's like, well, we still need to talk to them. We still need to tell them how to how to behave in environments, whether they're at a grocery store or at a restaurant or around friends. It's our job to constantly help develop them into the person we know that they are versus letting ourselves kind of allow them to figure it out because that's where the scary, risky behavior comes in. Well, and it's not all the parents' job. I think a lot of parents, when they have kids, take it like, oh my God, this is my child. I need to be able to teach them anything. And now I'm a helicopter parent. And it's, it's, the reality is it takes a village to raise a child. And I know that's an old saying, but it's like, you need to wrap in community. You need people like us who mentor kids to tell them what you already told them without the eye roll, because we don't get the eye roll, but we say the exact same things that parents do. We edify everything that's coming out of a parent's mouth. We just say it in a different way because we're not mom or dad. So as much as things change, they stay the same. Kids from the sixties rolled their eyes at their parents, just like kids from <laughs> 2022 do because at some point along the line it's one of those things where you're my mom and you know nothing right you don't want to listen to that type of authority when you can bring in another cool adult that exemplifies the babysitter they had or the cool aunt that they'll go to they're much more liable to learn from that person even though you've said the exact same thing 800 different times so my advice in that way would be to open up Who else are you bringing in and around your kids from your kids to hear it from? Because they need to hear it, just like advertising, just like in a regular business. Your customer needs to see something 13 to 20 times now for it to really stick. Your kids need to hear the same thing over and over and over again from different sources for it to stick for them. Yeah, the repetition's important. I totally agree with that. You know, it's kind of like, that's the reason why I believe so heavily in coaching and masterminds and external perspective. Like I believe it, whether you're a 10 year old child or you're a 50 year old adult. I mean, it's even the same thing with your husband, right? Like sometimes you like, cause obviously I'm married. And so there's certain things that my husband doesn't want to hear from me. And if he hears it from someone else and it, Oh, it's like one of his business colleagues tells him something that I'm telling him. Well, it makes so much more sense from him than it does from me, <laughs> oh, right? All the time. All the yes. time, right? It's like, yes. oh, and you just shut your mouth and just go, yeah, huh, funny. I've never <laughs> thought about that. Right. No, but I totally agree with what you're saying. And it's the exact, it's so funny because it's the exact same premise as that we talk about in the coaching space for sure. Um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of parents really struggle with, especially with girls is, you know, and I know that both, I know Mary, obviously I know Mary quite well, Jill, uh, Jill and I are just being introduced, but um, I know like the self-image stuff and like with social media now, like I hear every parent say it, and even for myself, because, you know, I was on reality shows and things like that pre-social media. Thank you, baby Jesus. (laughs) Social media, but like, How do you help kids right now? How do you help girls, especially with the confidence and the self-image and the comparison of things that even though I am a grown ass adult and know for a fact that all of the shit on the internet is so much filtered and so much like just 
for like they don't even look real. But when you're seeing it every single day, you, you, your brain believes it is real. So how are you helping girls with this right now? Because this has got to be a huge issue. It's, it's it is massive. It's massive, and it's twofold, really. It's helping the girls, and it's helping the parents. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if you go all the way back to, let's say, cigarettes, when cigarettes were first introduced, right? Doctors were prescribing them for your headache. <laughs> Babe Ruth was literally at home plate with a heater in his freaking mouth, hitting home runs, saying, this strength and power came from my Marlboro Red, right? As soon as they started to figure out there were health consequences, that was like 10 years down the road. So if you look at the timeline, smartphones really took off around 2012 when Instagram was first introduced. You can see this graph and it literally goes, foo. Right along with it are all the issues that we're now experiencing, right? There's comparison, there's not enoughness, there's anxiety, suicide, depression. anxiety, yeah. depression, eating disorders. It goes right along with that line. So we have to educate parents on when the right time to give their kids social media is. What is the access? How much access are you giving them? What's the language around you even, it feels like a rite of passage. Like you turn 10, here's an iPhone. Mm -hmm. You turn 12, here's your very own Mac. It shouldn't be said that way. It should be said in a way that allows the kid to know they have personal responsibility in it right alongside with their parents. So it's one of those things that's like, this is my cell phone. I paid for it and I'm allowing you to use it responsibly. That means I can go in at any point in time, see your browsing history, what you're taking pictures of, the conversations you're having, and I'm doing this for your safety. I'm not doing it to be nosy, but I know that inviting 4 million of our closest friends into our living room to scrutinize you and the way you look probably isn't the best for your very malleable brain at this point in time. So you might not like it, but we're compromising here in order for you to get through this phase where all your other friends have their phone and all I hear from you is when can I get a phone right so there's a push-pull thing there with the girls it's really about teaching them what their self-esteem and their self-awareness is so if we can teach them their self-awareness being aware of their thoughts and going down those rabbit holes understanding kind of what's important to them value wise we can start to get them to see that when they are on someone's profile that doesn't make them feel good much like an adult they have the ability to mute that person and if their self-esteem is working right alongside with their self-awareness, so we're building them up, is it affirmations? Is it journal prompts? Is it telling them that they are incredible despite the way they look, their brains, their work ethic, their ability to be perseverant? If they've been told that their self-esteem, those qualities of their self-esteem get just up, 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 positive affirmation from us, then it won't be such a problem. They won't question who they are based on somebody else's life that they don't even know on the internet because they'll know who they are at their core. So if we can start to really foster that at a younger age, then we won't have these girls in their late 20s and early 30s questioning who they are and what their purpose is because they were an Instagram model who show their ass off to the world for 15 years and now that ass isn't so hot anymore and they have lost their total sense of self-worth in that mm, that's so good and it's so true like it's i just think back to myself right like how 
even before social media, I mean, I, I, um, like I've said it on this podcast before I had an eating disorder. I based my worth on what I did instead of who I was. I never had any type of faith in my life, any faith background. Uh, that's a question I actually don't know the answer to. Are you a faith based program or a spiritual based program, or are you just a program? Good well, we're, we're looking at each other because <laughs> like, um, both Mary and I are very faith-based and we respect what families, I, I mean, we, we never want to shove our beliefs because that's not our job. The parents are responsible for raising their children the way that they want to raise them. And we will respect and follow suit if that's what the parent tells us, Hey, we are, we totally encourage God and Church um, and church, and we're like, okay, cool. Well, then we can weave in our own um, belief systems and the way that we learn or like to learn or have that be a part of it um, through faith. And if girls are not faith based, spirituality is really important. We want to help develop the girl and have her see that it's mind, body, spirit. It's so much more than just the way you look. How do you feel? Where do you get inspiration from? Like, it's all very important in our teachings around developing the whole girl, not just working on her mindset. It's 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 that and a lot of other pieces that we that we develop in our programs. You also better believe, though, that this girl has a sermon in her ear probably at least once or twice a day. So a lot of my coaching does come from biblical passages. And even before I was faith-based, I will stand on this hill. There's a lot of great personal development that comes from the oh Bible. So even if you take Jesus, Mary, and Joseph out of it, the lessons that are there are yeah. so applicable. So honestly, most of my coaching, I'll be like, oh my God, I listened to this incredible sermon earlier. And these principles are coming with me into this one-on-one -on -one session mm -hmm. because I know that it's exactly what the girl needs to hear. I don't have to say, I was reading my Bible earlier and this passage and we want you to, to do that too. If but, she inquires, yeah. absolutely. But Again, we really allow the parents to facilitate that while us we can nurture that or at least plant some seeds so that she can start, again, going down the path of discovery around, well, what does that mean for me? Because maybe I'm missing that and I need something right now in my life that can help fill that void because voids are then filled with YouTube um, Snapchat. I mean, all, going crazy on golf carts. Oh yeah. Doing erratic <laughs> behavior. You know, it's like, we need to let them know that there's so much more than, you know, scrolling on their phones to, to feel good. And all of the girls, a hundred percent of the girls that we work with want to be more confident. And we're like, okay, well, in order to achieve that, you have to put in the work. And we're telling you, these are the elements to put in the work in order to feel a certain way. But sometimes they just think that they're gonna wake up and magically feel that way, but it's work and they have to put in the work in order to feel that. Yeah, I love that. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very similar. Like 99% of people who follow me know that God and I are legit, but at the end of the day, you can believe whatever the fuck you wanna believe. Totally. I I just know for a fact that that's what has like healed me. And that has been a big proponent of my life. Take it or leave it. 
And I love, but people ultimately know that so much of my foundation is, is made in that. And so I, I just wanted to ask the question, you know, something that um, you uh, preach and I just think it's so interesting because there was so much, so so many things that I kind of took for granted when I was growing up. I grew up around a lot of adults. I worked at a golf course around adults, like successful adults since I was a kid. And I feel like that's been one of the greatest blessings in my life that I didn't know I was doing while I was doing it. You know, I learned how to be respectful. I learned how to um, communicate with adults. I learned how to understand emotional intelligence. I learned how to read people. I learned street smarts. I learned how to communicate. And I think so many of these skills are lacking nowadays in in kids. (laughs) Like it's fucking mind blowing. It is. really mind blowing how a child cannot have a conversation or doesn't look like not calling out my neighbors, but there's people in my neighborhood where I go for a walk every day. And some of them are as young as probably, I don't even know, seven to 10, all the way up to teenagers that like literally will not even make eye contact when I say hello. And it blows my mind. I'm like, oh my God, how are we going to make it through? How are you going to make it through in life? Hey ladies, pay attention. It is Christina. I am so excited to announce that the waitlist is finally open for the Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. This is a mastermind that I've been doing for over six years and served hundreds of women, helping them step into their purpose, decide it is their turn to live a life that they're absolutely obsessed with, not only be obsessed with it, but make a profit. You do not have to have a business, but you have to be ready to decide it is your turn for an absolutely magical life. When you put your name on this waitlist, you are going to be the very first one to be notified when you can sign up. Plus there's a huge signing bonus when you do sign up and you get on that waitlist. The only people who get the discount are those who are on the waitlist. So do not hesitate. Get on that list right now. We will sell out. The mastermind starts in January. The Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. Find the link in my bio, head on over to Instagram, text me the word mastermind to 501-222-3362 and I'll send you all the information, get you on that wait list. You're gonna save money. You're gonna decide it is your turn to live your absolute best life. One of my best friends is one of the best golf, golf instructors in the world. He literally brought me in to talk to his, uh, his athletes about just communication skills, shaking people's hands, asking questions, saying your name. How do you guys help with this? How is this something that you guys really work on with kids? Cause street smarts is like a fading thing and it's it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's not even lagging, it's lacking. It's, it oh, is, it's gone so crazy. It's sayonara. Yeah. Um, so we're SEL facilitators, which is social emotional learning. And I feel like that's a, a fancy acronym for street smarts. Um, and I don't know if it's just a knack that we have, but in order to like break that barrier, because really it's all these labels that these kids are wearing, it's from the age of three, they were put on a medication because they weren't acting right, right? Mom says you have anxiety. Mom says you have depression. Mom says you have ADHD. So let's medicate or label. And they get to these ages where 
we're working with a camp right now, it's 10 to 13, where they're expected, again, with that word expected, to show up and interact, but yet they haven't been taught to and they've been labeled otherwise. So for us, I mean, right out of the gate, we put ourselves back on their level. It's not acting like I'm a 34-year-old woman compared to this 13-year-old girl. We're on the same level. I just have a few more experiences in the can that she does. So respecting them as if they are a human being, just like I am, as opposed to pacifying them and treating them like they're not. I think that's all they really want is to be treated like humans. And honestly, once you can get a crack a minor crack in that shell, you can blow that whole thing open. If you've got a couple relatable points, if you're kind of funny and can tell a joke and can literally crack a smile on a kid's face, you are more apt to get in there and have real conversations with them about what they're feeling, why they're feeling that way, what they're ultimately scared of, and then help them break those fears down step by step. It's really not different than anybody else's fears. We just put this label on these kids like they're they're terrifying. They're they're so different than who we are when realistically they're not. We have just built I'm like I said 34, so I've built 20 years between me and my 14-year-old self. There's been a lot of life in there, a lot of experience, a lot of growth, and I forget what it felt like to shake somebody's hand for the first time. I forget what it felt like to have a real adult conversation with somebody for the first time. And I think when we can bring ourselves back to our 14-year-old self and realize there's hormones going on in there and there's the fear and the disappointment and all the things then we can really level the playing field and help them come out of their shell in a way that feels comfortable for them. Not like we're freaking pulling them through mud, but in a way that they're coming with us. Yeah, I was going to say we do a lot of role playing, a lot of games. And not to say that, I mean, because we're, we're currently in a camp. So it's easier to, when, when you get to play with girls or children in general, and then there's we're able to then zoom out and say, tell me about that experience. What did you guys notice? How was that for you? They're able to be like, that was really uncomfortable. Or I, I didn't know that I was able to do such things or whatever that may be. But sometimes play or literally giving them a script. Hi, my name is blank. I let, you know, like telling them because again, it's, giving them the language, the vocabulary to try to step into them practicing it at Coldstone Creamery or at Starbucks or walking around the neighborhood saying hello to their neighbors. Sometimes they need to be shown like they had to be shown how to do math. Well, they had to be shown times, how to read. Right. We have to show our kids without that it's the unspoken expectation where it's like, no, we got to remember that they don't know and we have to show them. And Whether it's the through- we get frustrated, right? Because it's do. like, um, did you have a good day? Yes or no? And it's like, yes. But mom's sitting on the edge of her seat, like waiting for an explanation <laughs> as to why the day was good when she an asked an open or closed question. It was yes or no. There was no room to explain. And then we get upset. Then we get frustrated. It's like, well, tell me more. And then the kid shuts down. And then it's like this push pull of 
well, hold on a minute. Like they were just in school for eight hours or at camp for eight hours. Like give them some space to decompress. You need space to decompress. Why wouldn't you think your child needs space Mm -hmm. to decompress? So it's really, we're mirroring the same principles. We just forget. That's exactly what is a lesson that I needed to learn with my husband years ago. He comes through the door and I'm like asking him 97,000 questions. He doesn't have the answer to them because A, he's a boy and actually doesn't give a fuck and never asks the questions. Like I'm like, so what are they doing? I don't know why. Well, what's he, where's he going? I don't know why. Like, you know what I mean? So it's very similar right. to the situation that I am with my husband. Once I actually gave him the space to calm down after a work day, gave him a moment, then he was more willing to talk. So it's exactly the same thing as your kids, right? And yeah, if you don't show your children, and maybe that's it now, maybe we just expect a little bit more. I'm not too sure what it is as, as parents. Obviously, again, I'm not one, but, you know, just having like sh- giving them Like maybe they've never gone for a walk with their kids in the neighborhood and say like, hey, when you walk by an adult, you like say hello to them. How are you? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I do believe that I live in an amazing place living in the South where, you know, most people teach their kids. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And, you know, like tug at them if they don't do it properly. I think it was so crazy. Now I just think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, ma'am. You can call me. Yes, ma'am. You can call me, ma'am. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm a, I'm a ma'am. I'm okay with it. I actually, I did a video on my stories the other day. I know this isn't coming up for a while, but I was walking in the neighborhood and it just made me the greatest sense of joy. This kid come again, he was on a golf cart zooming along our neighborhood <laughs> and he's like, hi there, missus. Hope you're having a good day. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, the greatest thing ever. Right. I was like, where are his parents to applaud? So I can thank him. <laughs> right. That's yes, so I can applaud the parents. Yay. Um, So tell us, obviously, I've got a couple more questions too, but tell us, what is it that you guys do? Because I know that obviously, like, we're only 30 minutes into this podcast, and I know so many parents are going to want to know, like, how do they work with you? What do you do? Like, where can they find you? I know you guys have a podcast. You're talking about doing camps right now. So what, like, if, if someone doesn't live in the Phoenix area, can they still work with you guys? Like, how does this work? Tell us all the things. Oh, man, that's a really loaded question because... What we've learned through throwing a summer camp is how much we love working in groups, in bigger groups. So we have one-on-one programs where we work with girls individually. And if you're not in the Phoenix area, that is a great way for us to jump on Zoom and we can have uh, conversations, literally, we say one-on-one, really you get two of us, so it's two-on-one. But we um, have the ability to jump on on Zoom and virtually have these conversations with your daughter. But what camp taught us was how, if we're gonna, uh, again, girls struggle with the same things. Their specific um, experiences are individual to them, but overall, girls struggle with the same things. So what we're noticing is how, like getting a room full of 40 girls to talk about how to make friends, how to um, how to love yourself, confidence, um, body image, whatever the, the topic may be, as opposed to speaking to one girl, how do we get more of a group to come together, to learn from one another, to realize that these girls are not struggling alone and, and impact 
more um, in a group setting. So we're we're figuring that out right now. We we host monthly workshops here in Scott or in, in Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Um, and once camp wraps up, which is this week, we're figuring out what's next because we know that we can't keep the container just in our market. We know we're getting asked constantly, can you come here? Can you do this? How can we be a part of a chapter or create our own chapter? Um, so it's making us think much bigger. Um, and we know that this work is going to impact so many families and girls that it would be selfish of us just to keep it contained here in, in the Scottsdale Phoenix area. So we're going to be dreaming and coming up with some more ideas around how people can reach us outside of where we are um, and more to come. So in the next couple of weeks, especially by September, we'll have we'll have better answers for you. Awesome. And you do have the podcast right now, right? We do. Yeah. What's the lesson? It's called WTL because we feel like literally there's a lesson in absolutely everything. And if you are of the mindset that things are happening for you and not to you, you can derive that message, that lesson from that message. So what's the lesson on all of your major podcasting platforms? Yeah. We talk with parents about girls. It's a little bit of everything, but, um, yeah, it's a very fun place to get to know us. We enjoy it so much. So we would love to have more people tune in for sure. Absolutely. So I, I would like to know that because I'm sure there's parents out there going, how do these girls, how do they know enough to teach my kids? And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I'm, totally. a, if I'm a parent, I'm going, okay, I don't know if I want to send my my kids to these people. They sound like they're friggin' amazing, which I definitely do know that they are. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening, they do. I do know that they are. But I'd love for each of you to give us a little kind of like a snapshot on who you are and like really like what you came from and where you're going. And obviously, you know, this is going to blow up. I'm sure you guys are going to be, you know, licensing this everywhere and starting new chapters and doing. Amen, honey. Amen. Let's uh, my, coaching, my coaching brain's going. I'm like, how are you yeah. certifying scale, people? Scale, are we scale. franchising this? How are we scaling yeah. this? That's my yeah. coaching brain. But for yeah. those for those that are listening, I, I would love us, you know, because I think people are always curious and maybe this, even a client of mine asked me the other day, he's like, do you have a podcast on like your whole entire journey from start to finish? And I feel like I always touch on it, but maybe I don't have one from start to finish, but I would love for people to know kind of just maybe if, you know, each of you individually, obviously we know how you met and how you started this, but I'd love for people to know, because I think it's always helpful for someone to see kind of where you were to where you are now. And so they know that ultimately like where they're sending their kids and like the information that they're getting is truly like from people who actually understand. And so I'd love for each of you to kind of touch on those things. Okay. Well, there's the personal side and there's the professional side. So professionally, we're both certified in several different youth areas. So we're youth mental health first aid trained. We are ACEs trainers. ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. Um, There are 10 adverse childhood experiences, which include things like your parents were incarcerated. There was domestic violence, drug use, alcohol abuse, divorce, things like that. And then we are Botvin Life Skills trained, which means um, it's a 40-year storied curriculum. It's all over socioeconomic backgrounds from high to low. It 
deals with every demographic and it's a way to use these teachings for prevention. So prevention for alcohol, violence, drug use, things like that. So we are certified in those areas, which feels really good to say because people always want the certifications. Mm -hmm. However, personally, personally, <laughs> I have done fucked up everything that you needed to to fuck up as a teenager and in my early 20s. So when I talk about ACEs, those adverse childhood experiences, the more you have, the less likely you are to succeed. The more likely you are to get some sort of metabolic disease, the more likely you to are- To repeat the patterns mm -hmm. of behavior of how you were uh, raised as a child. So not break those generational curses, mm -hmm. right? So I'm gonna raise my kid the same way my mom raised me, which I just said, I fucked up everything this side of the Mississippi. So I wouldn't want to raise my kid like that. I have eight. I was raised in a family that was haywire, domestic violence. My dad was incarcerated. He had drug issues. There was alcohol abuse going on. I saw what I needed to see in order to go down one path or the other. And thankfully what that taught me was I didn't want to repeat those curses. I didn't want to repeat those patterns of behavior. So when I was in my early 20s and I was getting a DUI and I was being incarcerated, I hit a point where I said, I can't do this to myself. What There has to be a better way. I cannot end up like my mom. I cannot end up like my dad. What do I have to do to dig myself out of these trenches? And it was I think in 2016, where I went to my first ever, it was called PSI. It's very similar to Landmark Personal Growth and Development Seminar. And I was of the, I am very personally developed. I don't need <laughs> self-help, I think is more of what the term was a few years ago, where it was like, I know all the things. I'm good. And two days later, I walked out of this seminar. I think my eyes were like taped open because it was so eye-opening for me blown back. Right. Like they went into the things, you know, you know, the things that you don't know, you know, the things that you don't know that you don't know. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much subconsciously going on in my brain. There's so many points where I'm literally stopping myself from being able to level up in any way, shape or form, whether that's professionally, whether that's in a relationship. So I've now taken the last 10 years of my life along with thousands of dollars, hours, meeting wonderful people like you who I've been involved with your event and podcast now and just I've been lucky enough to be around this whole world of personal growth and development to know the exact 180 degrees that I've turned in my life to avoid ending up in the same situation that I was born into so Street smarts. You brought up street smarts as if they're really not a thing anymore. And I, I really, you're right. People are too scared to go out into the streets to learn the smarts. And I just feel like my master's degree is in, in the school of hard knocks. You know, and I actually knew that. And that's the reason why, obviously, you know, that I know your background and that's the reason why I wanted you to share it because I think it's so unbelievably helpful to someone listening to this who perhaps knows someone who knows someone or perhaps they know that their grandchildren or their cousins or someone like that is going being raised in something very similar. And I think it's so helpful to know that it is 100% possible because yes, you are living, breathing proof. It is 180 walking, talking. And now you know that this is your God-given purpose in order to take your, you know, your pain and turn it into your purpose. You know, that's a very right. cliche, but it's very much true. So thanks right. for sharing that. Of course. 
And I think that's why we love to do this together. We get asked all the time if we would ever separate and coach individually, but there's a dynamic between the two of us. Our experiences combined, there's just magic between the two. And what I can't coach on, Mary can step in and fill. And same thing, if Mary can't connect or relate where I can because I've walked through this girl's shoes, that's where I come in. So my story, my my personal story, um, I came from an awesome family. I had a great family. If you were to look on Instagram, if I had a social media back then, honey, I mean, we were the family. We had the white picket fence, the dog, all the things. Um, and I was raised in a very loving family. Um, I had a great upbringing, but what I didn't realize until I got um, immersed in personal growth and development was all the things that no one taught me. So um, we push down our feelings. We show up perfect. Just, you know, you, you got. we're going to pull you up by your bootstraps. And um, I had no idea that all of those um unspoken <laughs> unspoken were you raised in the south by chance <laughs> no i was raised i was raised in colorado um okay. yeah i was raised in colorado and i had no idea that me not learning these skills and and strategies and tools um would limit me and um i got to college. I was 18. I was like, okay, this is great. I had a whole great life and now I'm going to go spread my wings and do all the things. My parents got divorced after 25 years. I was 18 and my entire world shattered in front of me and I had no idea how to cope. No one told me how, what skills I had. No one said therapy was cool. We didn't even know the word mental health. I had no idea. So what I adopted was um, in that moment, based off of my circumstance, I chose to live life through the lens of men are bad. Everyone is out to get me. Um, I never want to be in a relationship. And I self-sabotaged for years until I started doing the work. And what I quickly found was all of these failed relationships that I thought, He's totally like, he's just not for me. Like he, it's definitely him. It's not me. I quickly <laughs> learned that it was actually me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it is me. Whoa, that mirror is crazy. Um, so much to Mary's story, I started my journey at Landmark. Landmark was the three-day weekend seminar where I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I now have language to my thoughts and vocabulary where I can now communicate what I'm feeling and clean up some, I mean, I finally got to make clean amends. Up on aisle five. Yeah, I got to make amends <laughs> with relationships that, I mean, were dragging me down for years. It was this freedom. And I just remember that if I could get freedom and if I could feel this way, I just had this little nudge on my heart that I wanted to help others, especially like people in my family. <laughs> like, how, do, how do I help my mom? How do I help my brother? Um, and that's where Lululemon came in. Lululemon was like there for me to really step into leadership and to develop people and to see them 
go through awesome experiences and fall down and get back up. And I was there to support them. Um, and I knew that um, it wasn't just, I, I, I had so much more in me outside of those four walls that that's where I stepped away from Lululemon to, to do this full time now. Because if I felt the way that I felt at 22 or 23 when I started learning these, these tools, what would I have done at 14, 16, 18, or the moment where like you get that earth shattering news, what would I have done? So that's a little bit about how I came up. Oh, I love it. So I, I would like to know just to kind of end this on a high note and to give it a takeaway for parents who are listening. Is there something like, let's say parents don't live in the Scottsdale area right now. They, they start listening to the what's a lesson podcast but they want to help their kids grow their self-confidence and self-worth. If you could leave parents with like, you know, a couple things, maybe each of you give me a couple things. What are the couple things that you would encourage parents to do right now um, before they have the opportunity to work with you guys? And, and I would love for you guys to share where they can find you online on the, on the Instagram that came about after four months. On the interwebs. Uh, after the Google, oh, yes. after the quick Google. <laughs> um, we love Instagram. Yes, we do. Even though sometimes it doesn't love us, that's okay. We're still putting in work. But um, it's at Girls Mentorship there where, I mean, we do, we go into so many lessons. We go into so many tips and tricks and things that we've just learned. Um, so for for the most part, I would say actively listen. Practice your active listening skills. Don't be distracted. Don't try to blanket the conversation with your thoughts and opinions. A lot of the times, if your kids are going to trust you, you need to be a trusting space for them to come to, not somebody who's going to shoot down their ideas or tell them that they're wrong or reprimand them. I know the reactionary part of you in a lot of situations probably wants to do that, but you need to start building that trust with them early and often. So much like Jill's situation, if they told her not to feel or to pick herself up by her bootstraps or big girls don't cry, she's not going to come to them later in life with her problems because she knows that that's going to be the answer. Oh, big girls don't cry. Jill, you're 18 now. Why are you crying when she's got this major life crisis that she's not able to move past? You need to be a safe spot for your kids. And a lot of the time that includes just that active listening muscle. Hear them what they're saying, validate their feelings and work together in a solution. Don't try to do it for them or overshadow what they're already doing. Oh, I love that. That's that's a bang on. I could go into that one, but we'll leave that for time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, tandemly with Mary's, I'm going to add... Um, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you need to give your kids a language, vocabulary around how you want them to show up in situations. Um, the best way you can practice is by spending quality time with them. Take them to ice cream. Take them to the movies. Have play be involved. They just want to hang out with you. They want to spend time with you. And those are the moments where you get to show them or help them or have them practice if it's a skill that you want them to work on. Um, so those two together, you've got this parents. I love it. I love it. Okay. Again, tell everyone where they can find you. Dub, dub, dub on the World Wide Web, <laughs> girlsmentorship.com. And if you were tuning in earlier, you know, it's spelled the normal way. There's no Y's, there's no Z's. It's straight girls mentorship. 
Um, and then on Instagram at girls mentorship as well. Awesome. You guys, please go follow Mary and Jill at girls mentorship. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.